Welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Hello and welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show. This is Dr. Mystery, your host, board-certified urologist, all-around great guy. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. You've been saying that a lot. Here with my co-host, Donna Lee. <laughs> all-around great gal, that's me. That's what Dr. I'm saying. Donna. Dr. Donna. This is a men's health show, uh, although we do talk about a number of topics that affect women as well. I'm a board-certified urologist. We treat a variety of different urologic conditions that you might kind of imagine, like urinary incontinence, uh, enlarged prostate, prostate cancer, kidney stones, a variety of other malignancies of the genital urinary system. In women, our practice treats urinary incontinence, and we're going to treat all the other things that affect women and men both uh, similarly, bladder cancer, kidney stones, uh, blood in the urine, and a whole host of abnormal urinary issues like pain with urination or pelvic pain. That's what we do. Uh, our practice is NAU Urology Specialists. We are based out of Central Texas here in Austin. And Donna, how do people get a hold of us and where are our offices? You can reach out to us at 512-238-0762 and even ask for me. Our office locations are Round Rock, North Austin, South Austin, and the very cute Dripping Springs, Texas. And our website, armormenshealth.com. You can submit your questions there and we will answer them anonymously. And I think we have a topic today that you wanted to to chat about. Absolutely. I think that when there was the pandemic, a lot of people did not go visit their primary care doctor. And so increasingly, we are seeing men that are coming to us with the diagnosis of elevated PSA. The PSA is a blood test that is done to measure your risk for having prostate cancer. Right. Even though, you know, in our world, this is kind of common knowledge, I would say almost half the men that, that are referred to me for elevated PSA don't know that, that test exists. Because they're just focused on the fact that somebody might stick their finger in their booty? <laughs> well, and they don't want that test. Well, the PSA test is not predicated on putting your finger anywhere. It's just a blood <laughs> test just a blood that test. should be done as part of your routine work. Now, right. there's controversy on whether or not screening men for prostate cancer really has any value. There's a controversy. What's the controversy? The controversy is that a lot of men who are found to have prostate cancer don't really need treatment because the cancer is too slow growing. And that a lot of people that have high PSAs don't have cancer and may undergo unnecessary biopsies. And all of these kinds of conversations are legitimate. But what ends up happening is that if your primary care doctor does not believe that PSA testing is useful, they won't order it. And so instead of having a conversation hmm. with you, which is what they're supposed to do, have a reasoned conversation with you, sometimes, especially those of us that may be parts of big health systems where the rules of PSA testing are kind of decided by somebody else. Who's not a doctor. <laughs> right. More like a panel of, mm-hmm. of administrators. You may not be offered that test. So just this week alone, I, was, I saw two patients in their late 60s with high PSAs that have never had tests done who go to the doctor regularly. So in some ways, it felt like kind of a a missed opportunity to have caught them a little earlier. And although the vast majority of patients won't really run into any trouble with a delayed diagnosis, there are some that do have a problem. Yeah. What are we here for if not to find those few vulnerable patients that are that could have been saved with early testing? So why'd they end up with you? Or just because that they finally caught the PSA sometimes, sometimes they change doctors, doctors retire, mm. uh, they change insurance plans, and then somebody decides to take a fresher look at them. So their PCP then sends them to then, a specialist. Then, then their primary care provider will send them to us. Okay. When it comes to your PSA, the guidelines would state that really it's men in their 50s that need to be tested, and then that testing should stop uh, over the age of 70. Those are kind of our official guidelines in the preventative task force. That's that, an annual test, right? That's an annual test. Okay. In our clinic, we, we have a more aggressive strategy 
strategy of checking for PSAs. Uh, virtually all patients over 40 who are on testosterone replacement will get their PSA checked. Uh, African-American men over the age of 45 will start getting their um, uh, PSAs checked because cancer tends to show up earlier. So it's not more aggressive in African-American men, mm -hmm. but since it shows up earlier, it's diagnosed later in the process. Oh. So, so if, if you match if you match ages, it tends to be a little a little bit more aggressive in African American men, although they seem to do just as well if you catch them early. Hmm. Um, we also um, will continue. We will use what's called an age adjusted PSA range. So if you're under the age of fifty five. I want to see your number closer to two. If you're under the age of 65, I want to see your number closer to three or three and a half. And then the 4.0 cutoff that most people use for a PSA really should be over the age of 60. Now, I, I may have muddled some of those ages there, but that's because we don't like to use hard cutoffs. I want to see where your PSAs have been, where are they going, kind of what the trend is. Do you have a family history of prostate cancer? Do you have a big or small prostate? Because if you have a small prostate and a high PSA, that's more worrisome than a, than a PSA that might be high in a really big prostate. Mm -hmm. And so these are the kinds of um, nuances that we'll want to use when we evaluate uh, your PSA. Uh, I had a patient this week. He was 65. He had a PSA of 8. And I told him that he has a 40% risk of having prostate cancer. And you know what his response was? Hmm. Oh, I don't have cancer. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I, was, I was taken aback. He goes, yeah, well, what'd you say? no, no, that doesn't affect people like me. And I was like, oh. What? Was he white and affluent? <laughs> he was not. What does that mean? He was Asian oh. and affluent. <laughs> oh, well, it's the money thing. <laughs> Crazy rich Asians, I wow. guess. So I thought it was a really interesting kind of way of being, uh, you know, uh, himself. He was like, well, I, I don't have cancer. I'm not going to check for it. Oh, what did you do? I negotiated with him. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> so it's not my job to force you, you know, as a patient of mine, to do something you don't want to do. I'm baffled. Um, and, and culturally, um, you know, it, it's not that doctors have to be blind to race or to culture. We really have to understand how does race and culture affect your decision-making? Where are you coming from culturally? And this was a fascinating kind of experience. This was a, you know, a, a person who was a self-made, very wealthy immigrant who was extremely healthy and really prided himself on his health. And the fact hmm. that his family was healthy, his father lived till 105. You know, cancer is not something that, that affects their gene pool. And I, I respect that. But his PSA was high. <laughs> he came from La La Land, and, apparently. And, uh, the land of La La. And he was well-read. He knew why it was coming. I feel like maybe he just came to argue. Uh, yeah. So how we negotiated with this particular patient was uh, we have a several adjunct tests that we can do. So if you have a high PSA, but you don't want to have to have a prostate biopsy, uh, we can certainly, um, uh, you know, try to better refine whether or not you have a high risk for prostate cancer or not. So the two tests that we used in this particular patient, one is called the 4K OPKO score. And this uses some more, like, refined PSA testing uh, metrics that can not only tell us what your PSA or your 4K score is, but can, with a good degree of reliability, tell us what is the chance that we're going to find a dangerous cancer if we, if we biopsy you. So those men that are particularly kind of, you know, hesitant to undergo a biopsy, 
or more appropriately, if you've already had a biopsy. So sometimes we'll meet guys who had a biopsy 10 years ago or five years ago and don't really want to go through it, mm -hmm. but their PSA still keeps going up. So we'll do a 4K score and we'll do a prostate MRI. Mm. And uh, Donna, you've seen us order lots of prostate MRIs. Oh yeah, we've seen lots of 4K score results come through too. And so it's not uh, it's not that everybody gets it. Uh, and 10 years ago, insurances didn't pay for a lot of these things, but because these tests help us avoid biopsies in many cases, right? The insurances and certainly Medicare have come around to uh, being a lot more open to us ordering these tests and kind of better stratifying patients that. Um, uh, that might have disease, mm -hmm. um, and so uh, if if you're if you're out there and you've been diagnosed with a high PSA and you've been scared about getting a biopsy or you want to learn more about your options when that test comes through, <laughs> just take that guy's uh, attitude. I don't have cancer. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Does to it people work the other like way? Me. I have a bazillion dollars. Does it work when I turn it around? Money does help. Yeah. Well. I'm going to pretend that I got a bazillion dollars. <laughs> money doesn't buy you happiness, it's but, you, gonna but it can help you rent it for a while. Just like that guy's not cancer, we got money. Well, you know, the, 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 the role that I have is not to just say, well, you're right. You know, um, uh, you are, you know, not, not, not going to have a problem. Good luck with you. Um, <laughs> but instead, we try to negotiate and say, okay, you know, you believe, you have this belief that you're not going to get sick. And that's great. Mm -hmm. And, you know, attitude goes a long way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But let me order some additional tests. Then we can kind of take this information and give you, as, give you enough kind of data to analyze. And if in the end I say that you have a 10% chance of having cancer and you say that's too low to undergo a biopsy, then that's fine. But if I say if you have a 40% chance of having cancer, that's dangerous. Yeah. How will that change kind of how you go about doing things? And wow. uh, and I, once again, we're here to kind of save people's lives. So we're going to give them that information. Right. Donna, how do people get their lives saved with us? <laughs> Call us at 512-238-0762 where we will save that life. And our website, armormenshealth.com, where you can submit your questions and we'll answer them anonymously, as always. You can listen to our podcast wherever you listen to free, wonderful podcasts like this, although ours is unique and exceptional. And thank you guys so much for listening and we love you. Hello and welcome back to the Armour Men's Health Show. This is Dr. Mystery, your host, board-certified urologist. This show is brought to you by NAU Urology Specialists, the practice I started in 2007 right here in Central Texas. Uh, we treat all variety of urologic conditions, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, the better-loved member of this team. Better-loved? Better, loved? better more, more admired? More admired. By whom? Professional comedian Donna Lee. That's right. Welcome to my show. <laughs> Welcome to my show. <laughs> I have a new following of men between the ages of 60 and 75. <laughs> it's your target demographic, yep, Donna. They show up at the clinic looking for Donna. They have Corvettes. That's right. <laughs> From 1976. From 1976. In our last segment, we talked about patients who are referred to us for elevated PSAs, kind of what that means in terms of a potential prostate cancer diagnosis and different tests that we offer to help better stratify your risk for cancer. And uh, now I thought we'd talk a little bit about HIFU. HIFU. Sounds like a karate chop. HIFU. HIFU, or high-intensity focused ultrasound, is a treatment for prostate cancer that's been around for maybe five to seven years, FDA approved in the United States, but has been around in Europe for uh, much longer, almost two decades. About 10 years ago or 15 years ago when I first started practice, patients would be taken to the Bahamas to get HIFU. Really? Yeah. So, so like some, some of the doctors here would go to the Cancun or to the Bahamas. Wow. And they had one of these machines there. 
and the patients that were, you know, particularly well-read and well-healed, because I think they charged them $26,000 to oh. go get it done now. They did would did go... that include the Bahama Breeze drinks? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the all Bahama the alcohol Mama? you can drink. <laughs> uh, All-inclusive, including your prostate getting zapped. <laughs> that, that's quite an all-inclusive. Mm, good times. <laughs> this HIFU procedure, H-I-F-U, or high-intensity focused ultrasound, is offered uh, probably in a handful of locations here in the United States. And the main reason is because the machine itself is fairly pricey. We're very fortunate here in Austin to have two machines, uh, in fact, uh, running around Austin. Mm. And that's because uh, the company that makes the HIFU machine is headquartered right here in Austin. That's right. Here in Austin and in France. And in France. It's called EDAP. <laughs> it's a big jump. E-D-A-P. They got into the business by making uh, urologic equipment for shockwave lithotripsy. That means they use ultrasound to break stones. And so this really kind of kind of speaks to all the medical utility that ultrasound or sound waves have in urology. We use sound waves for breaking up stones. We use ultrasound for imaging the mm-hmm. prostate, the abdomen, the kidneys. We use ultrasound to help rejuvenate and regenerate the nerves and arteries of the penile erectile bodies to help you get better erections. And in this case, we use sound waves or a sonogram to heat up and kill prostate cancer. This is very appealing to a good number of patients because we can target it to reduce the likelihood of impotence and incontinence, and we can target just where the cancer is. Right, instead of obliterating the whole prostate. Which is kind of like what radiation and surgical removal do, which is kind of obliterate the entire prostate, which I do. I mean, if the appropriate patient presents, then removing their prostate or sending them for radiation are things that we definitely do. But I have patients that come all over the country to Mm -hmm. get high. You know why? Because you've done more than anybody in Texas. We've sure, sure we've sure done so many of those high food procedures, but also because once insurance started covering the procedure, we accepted insurance. And a lot of places in the country still don't accept insurance to cover HIFU because they were so happy making $30,000 per Mm -hmm. procedure. But today, Medicare pays for HIFU, high-intensity focused ultrasound. To determine if you're a candidate, we will do a free second opinion, a telemedicine second opinion. For this particular second opinion. For this particular thing. Just for prostate. Yeah, yeah. So if you're listening out there. If your your toe hurts, you're not getting a free second opinion. For your ED, you come in for a visit. That's right. Uh, But for (laughs) prostate cancer, especially because so many of our patients do listen to the show and travel from out of state, we're actually not allowed to charge your insurance if you're out of state. Did you know that, Donna? You can't? No. You have to be be licensed in the state that the patient's in. So patients can't come to... So I can go to Hawaii and charge for visits by telemedicine if the patient's in Texas. (laughs) Oh, uh, gotcha. But but if I'm in Texas, then the patient has to be in Texas. Mm -hmm. So um, what's the cash price for a what? For the Haifu now. For the Haifu is still thirteen thousand dollars, about thirteen thousand five hundred. And in New York, they're still charging fifty thousand. Oh, it's fifty now. Wow, went up from like thirty-five. It's very expensive in those places. I think Duke is still charging that much money, and Methodist in Houston is still charging that much money. And the main reason we don't charge that much is because it takes us two hours, and we already own the machine. So it doesn't make any sense to like... To to, rob the patient? Yeah, especially. (laughs) And and, and I will say over the years, probably 80% of patients who were interested but still had to pay cash were still able to come up with that kind of money. Whereas I, don't th- I think 50000 would have been yeah, uh, a mountain too hard. too hard to climb. Yeah. But what benefits we've gotten is because our f- price has been affordable, I've had tremendous experience doing, you know, 
the most. many cases. Yeah. So I've seen what happens when it goes well, what happens when it doesn't go so well, and what mm. problems can arise. Because any surgical procedure can have potential complications or potential problems. Right. So the ideal patient is going to be uh, a patient who has cancer that's uh, limited to one part of the prostate, even if it's not just one core out of the biopsy taken, but one part of the prostate. Mm -hmm. If you have an MRI that was done that showed a lesion and uh, the cancer is localized to that lesion, we can, we can use that information to target our HIFU or high-intensity focus ultrasound energy mm -hmm. to help break it up. Um, generally speaking, uh, most people um, with what we would call kind of a, a, a borderline clinically significant disease, that means somebody with at least in six cancer, a lot of them are candidates for it, even if the cancer is on both sides of the prostate. Uh, the procedure itself takes about an hour and a half to two hours. It's done as an outpatient. You do go to sleep. We do give you a, a full general anesthetic because we don't want you to move during the procedure. Uh, the ultrasound probe, while you're sleeping, is placed into the rectum. We <laughs> just met him. Oh, <laughs> I missed that. Sorry. <laughs> I can't believe it. Rectum. Damn near killed him. There okay, it is. There you go. So uh, <laughs> it's inserted into your rectum, and then we image your prostate gland, um, and then we target which areas we're going to treat. We robotically program, program that into the machine, and then the machine marches through your prostate and uh, uses ultrasound energy or sound waves to heat up the tissue. If you use a high enough intensity uh, of the sound wave, you can, you, you can break things apart. You can break stones apart. You can, you can be used as a weapon. Uh, and certainly it can use to be to heat up tissue. And uh, that's the kind of uh, properties of the ultrasound that we use to kill cancer. Uh, surprisingly, um, we do use ultrasound, ultrasonic energy in, in other other kinds of uh, surgical fields as well. Mm -hmm. uh, when we're using, when we're doing laparoscopic surgery, where we use little sticks to cut things open and, and dissect things, mm -hmm. one of the tools we use is called a harmonic scalpel. Harmonic because of sound waves. Does it harmonize? Harmonize, and then that uses ultrasound also to cut tissue. Um, and in this case, we use ultrasound to heat tissue. Uh, the success rate, I usually tell patients, is about 80% as effective as surgery. Um, and, I th and I usually quote radiation to be about 90% effective as surgery. So for those patients that are very concerned about their quality of life, they want to maintain their erections, they don't want any risk of incontinence, and they do not want to have radiation therapy because of potential long-term side effects, these are people who are great candidates for HIFU. And if you've been diagnosed with prostate cancer and you've not been told about HIFU as an option, or if you had radiation for prostate cancer and your cancers come back mm. and nobody's talked about HIFU, then those are great circumstances in which we would like to see you and talk to you about uh, this procedure. It's covered by Medicare. It's covered by many insurances now. So payment is usually not an issue. It's really an issue if you're a candidate based upon the kind of cancer you have. Mm -hmm. My father-in-law, stepfather-in-law, had it done. He was on the show, too. Yes, he was on the show. He had a great experience. He thought it was great. He said he just wore that catheter for a week after, but he didn't have any erectile dysfunction issues, no incontinent issues afterwards. So he was super pleased. Yes, I love seeing him at parties because he tells me how good his erections are. <laughs> <laughs> my mother-in-law's doing the earmuffs because you know she's a little proper i give him a high five and say good job buddy <laughs> awesome. 
Well, Donna, uh, why don't you talk people through the process of how they get a second opinion when it comes to their prostate cancer? You reach out to us and let the phone operator or the patient care coordinator know that you heard the show, that um, you heard Dr. Mystery talking about the free second opinion for HIFU, high-intensity focused ultrasound. That person will get you on Dr. Mystery's schedule, and there will be no charge for you to talk to him about it to get that second opinion. Our number is 512-238-0762. You can even send, um, if you're interested in that second opinion for HIFU, you can send an inquiry to armormenshealth.com, and I get those inquiries, so I'll get right back in touch with you and put you on the schedule. And you remember to check out our website, again, armormenshealth.com. I was having a little brain fart there, Dr. Mystery. I got so excited about these free second opinions that are coming in. And the more records you can have with you when we have that conversation, oh, yeah. the better. Please. So your pathology reports and any imaging tests that you've had really help move that process along. That's right. We can do an electronic medical records request so we're not hurting anybody's feelings like your other doctor. But call us at 512-238-0762. The Armor Men's Health Show is brought to you by NAU Urology Specialists. For questions or to schedule an appointment, please call 512-238-0762 or online at armormenshealth.com.